Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today we have a special guest with us, Lori Meyer, and she's going to be sharing a little of her testimony with us and just her message on forgiveness. Um, She's a member of my um, home church and just speaks with a lot of women's groups and shares her story, so we are really excited for this episode today. Yeah, we are super excited to have you on, and thank you so much um, just for your time and um, speaking to us, but do you want to just start by sharing a little bit about kind of the ministry that you're doing? Sure. I speak for Stonecroft Ministry. It's a ministry for women, uh, and our project is to share the gospel so that others might come to Christ uh, and ask ask him to be their own personal savior. Anyway, that's what I do, and I go wherever they call me. You know, over the COVID period of time, God was telling me, go. And it was when nobody was going anywhere. But I said, God, what do you want me to do? And so I, I've said yes to every single one, knowing that it, it's time to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's truly amazing, and it's such an inspiration just to see how you have used um, just this mission that God has given you and just the testimony that you have and using that testimony to go um, and share that with others and share the power of forgiveness with others. And so that's why we have invited you on here today is just to share with um, Ella and I your testimony and the power of forgiveness and just to share that with our listeners as well. So without further ado, um, Lori, you have the stage and we'd love just to hear your testimony of what God has done and how he has worked in your life. All right. Well, you know, my life journey began on a small uh, Iowa farm with three other siblings, like I said. I love living on the farm because we were free to create our own fun. And we used our imagination beyond imagination. <laughs> and we could spend the whole day outdoors. And I love playing Um, in the haymow where the mother cat would hide her kittens. Uh, We built many forts in the grove and we would go down to the pond to swim. It was a pond south of our place and we would catch bucketfuls of tadpoles. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm sure my dad loved us that day that we brought the two buckets of, of tadpoles home and dumped them into his cow tank, his cow watering (laughs) tank, you know, and they all turned into toads. Did they? Yeah. So, and the other things we would do, we'd play good guys, bad guys, and we'd play army, cops and robbers, cowboys, Indians, you name it, even queen for a day once in a while, we'd get a (laughs) crown on our head. You named it, we played it. We had a great time. And, you know, growing up on that farm, had a lot of fun times, as well as some challenging times. And we lived across the road from my uncle and his family. And sometimes my dad, my uncle, and another neighbor would go to town in the middle of the afternoon, and dad would end up missing our supper time with our family. And he'd often come home with one too many beers under his belt. Well, I had a real deep love for my dad, and I respected him. And back then, I can remember feeling... You know, I was worried about my dad. 
wondering if he'd make it home. And I hated it when he'd drink. Well, as I grew up, you know, my parents made sure we got to Sunday school, we went to confirmation, we did all the things we were supposed to do uh, as church members. And I remember my first Sunday school teacher. She was very special. She shared the love of Jesus with me. And she impressed on my young heart back then that Jesus loved me, that he would always be near me and be my closest friend. And you know, I said, like I went through all the different youth conferences, I went to church camps, and during those experiences, you know, I felt close to God, but I wasn't quite ready to have a real commitment with him. Mm -hmm. And so I just tried to be a good girl. I tried to do my own thing. And I kept on being my own boss. Well, during my junior year of high school, uh, my best friend and I, we were invited by some Christians to come to a movie that was being held down at Watts Theater. And we kind of de debated whether we should go because they kind of had some crazy ideas, those Christians. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Christians. Yes, they did. Anyway, but the movie was about a young man who was running away from life, and he was rebellious, and he got in his car one day and drove off, was going to leave his family behind, and all his worries and troubles, and he ended up parking his car in the parking lot next to where a, an event was being held, um, and people were gathering, and he sat on top of his car, and he listened to the message, and that was the very first time he'd ever heard about Jesus, and that Jesus loved him that he wanted to be his savior and his Lord. And that was a day that that young man made a decision that changed his life forever. And so when the movie was over, there were some people from a church there that had invited us to come forward to do that same thing, commit our life to Christ, to trust and follow him. And by putting our faith in him, well, that evening, my friend and I went forward. And, you know, I said a simple prayer. I admitted I was separated from God because of my sin, and I accepted God's free gift of eternal life by believing that Jesus had died on the cross for me and that he rose again for me. He died for my sins in my place. And anyway, then that same year, I met this real special guy. His name <laughs> was Tony. And you know, we, he was very special. We dated for three years, and then we decided we'd get married. Well, Tony and I were really young when we got married. We were both 19. Wow. Yeah, and we were in love, and I was still going to nurses training, and we thought we knew each other pretty good by then, but we didn't know each other. <laughs> and we started our family right away. And boy, you know, our lives were busy back then. Both of us were involved in a softball league. I was in a women's league, he was in a men's, and we played a couple nights a week. And almost every single weekend we were in a tournament, either co-ed, women's, or men's. And guess what? 
where there was softball, there was always alcohol. Well, Tony, he'd often go uptown with his married friends to the local bar after work and after softball, miss our supper times with our family. I felt I was repeating a cycle here. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And at times then he would come home with one too many belt uh, drinks under his belt also. Well, I'd get upset with him, and I was very resentful towards him. And I started keeping a record of his wrongs, mm. as if I had none of my own. And when he didn't measure up to my expectations of the kind of husband I thought he should be, I would become more angry and even more resentful. And you see, back then, my goal was I was going to change Tony Meyer. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah, I think that's a lot of young women's goals, you is they're going to change their man. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, I tried that for a while, and I found out that wouldn't work. <laughs> it was impossible. And I began thinking to myself, well, if I can't change him, then I might as well join him. So I did that for a while, and that only made matters worse. So I found out that drinking wasn't going to be the answer, you know, to yeah. our marriage life. And back then, you know, we were busy living life. You know, I put God on the back burner. I hung a do not disturb sign over my heart. And I forgot all about God. And I sought advice from other people, which totally doesn't work. Mm -hmm. yep. And I forgot to pray. I neglected reading God's Word, and I got down to doing my own thing and going my own wrong road. Well, you see, I wanted so badly to protect our children from that destructive influence that alcohol had, and I would either raise my voice with Tony when he'd come home, or better yet, I'd even give him the silent treatment for, mm. for a few days. You know, thinking that would hurt him. I'm sure he was glad about that. <laughs> but I have to admit to you gals that I was very unforgiving. And you know what? I was the one who really needed to be changed mm. again, touched by God again. Well, finally, after a time of struggling, I finally got to the end of myself. God was showing me that I needed to come to my senses and that I realized his help. I needed his help with it all. And the only real answer would be to return to God. Yeah. Yep. And admit that I was sinning and pray for his help and guidance and then start reading his word again. And so by that time, we had a family of three children. We had one daughter, two sons, and I decided it would be wise to get a little help for myself to know how to deal with it all. So I started attending Al-Anon for support and encouragement. And I, I learned so many important things there, but some of the things I did learn is never argue with someone who's been drinking. The person who's drinking always blames someone else, and it's usually that person that's closest to them. And that the person who drinks will make you feel like you are the problem and will not admit that they have a problem. So it was really helpful back then to share 
and to listen to others, knowing I wasn't alone in that. And Al-Anon actually taught me how to rely on God and not on myself. And so one day, one day as I was praying, it was very evident God wanted me to forgive. I was supposed to forgive my dad first, Mm -hmm. and then I could forgive my husband, Tony. And so that day before Tony left for work, I said, today I'm going to forgive my dad, and then I'm going to forgive you. And he looked at me as he was going out the door with a puzzled look on his face, (laughs) as if to say, what have I done now? Well, that morning I went to visit this dear friend of mine, and I knew I needed to talk to him. So I told him everything. I told him I wanted to forgive and he encouraged me, he prayed with me, gave me some moral support too, and you see my dad was coming over for a haircut that day, and actually they'd been out the night before, but he was coming over for a haircut, and I remember feeling a real inner peace, a calm inside of myself, that I was confident that if God had directed me to forgive my dad, he'd give me the words to say, and so when Dad came knocking at the door, I can hear still, still hear that knock. I asked him right away, can I talk to you, Dad? And anyway, he sat down at the table right across from me, and I took both of his hands in mine, and I looked him straight in the eyes, and I said, Dad, I want you to know I forgive you. I forgive you for the times you weren't there for us and I love you. And of course, he got defensive, and he said everyone was blaming him for everyone being out the night before Mm -hmm. at the bar, and I said, oh no, Dad, that's everybody's choice, but I want you to know that I forgive you, and I love you. And you know, from that day on, my relationship with my dad was healed. It was totally restored. Wow, that's amazing. It it was amazing. It really was. So when Tony came home that day, I told him, well, I've forgiven my dad, and now I'm ready to forgive you. And forgiveness is really powerful. Forgiving someone's easier said than done, isn't it? Oh, completely. (laughs) Yeah, and we often say to ourselves, well, if I forgive them, they're getting away with it. But it's not about them getting away with it. It's about you. It's about us. And when we extend forgiveness to someone else, it doesn't mean that we're condoning or dismissing a person's bad behavior because of what they've done to you that shouldn't have ever been done. But to forgive means to surrender your right to get even. It means we're not going to pay them back, even if they deserve it. So do you know that forgiveness is a choice of our will? We choose whether we want to forgive or not. And I like this saying, when you forgive, you set a prisoner free, and then you find out the prisoner was me. We become the prisoner when we're unwilling to forgive someone. When we choose not to forgive, we hurt ourselves 
because that unforgiveness turns into bitterness. And then bitterness can turn into a seed that takes really deep root into our souls, into our lives, and it can destroy everything good in our lives. You see, the people we aren't willing to forgive, they usually don't have any idea. <laughs> they don't have a clue, you yeah. know, that we have anything held against them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't hurt them at all. It only hurts us because unforgiveness sees, I think, and grows within us like a cancer. And you know, God's word tells us to forgive. We're to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God forgives us. And because God has forgiven us, we need to forgive ourselves too. I think that's a hard one. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we got to face it. You know, we all mess up. There's so much good that comes from giving the gift of forgiveness to other people. And forgiveness changes people. And the best part about forgiveness is that it definitely changes us. And I learned from a visiting pastor at our church that in order to forgive, we have to say it out loud. And this is what we can say, God, I choose to forgive the name of that person and then what they've done to us. It's something they said, something they've done, whatever. In Jesus' name, amen. So every single one of our unforgivenesses that we have come to our mind, we can say that. God, I choose to forgive. The person's name, the offense, in Jesus' name, amen. And then you won't carry that load on your shoulders. Right. You take care of it right away. Mm -hmm. Right as soon as they offend you, move away from them, take care of it. Mm -hmm. Don't carry it. Add it to a pile that's piling up on your back. But just take care of it right away. Mm -hmm. Keep yourself free from unforgiveness. Right. And God says that if we don't forgive others, he won't forgive us. So you might as well just bring it forth and take care of it. So the question is, do you need to forgive someone in your life? And you know what? God will help you forgive even when it hurts. I know he forgives me every single time I go to him. Every time I mess up, I mess up a lot. And he never keeps a record of my wrongs like I did with Tony. So, you know, my journey wouldn't be complete if I didn't share about that gift of forgiveness. And you know, when I look back at that time, I see how God used that gift of forgiveness to share the gospel with my dad and Tony. My dad had a lot of health issues. He was in and out of the hospital. And he had just gotten home this one day um, from having pneumonia. Well, I woke up that morning and I knew I was supposed to talk to him about where he was going to spend eternity. Mm. I wanted him to be in heaven. And I was supposed to go out to the farm and talk to him. And I took this little booklet, it's a Billy Graham booklet, Steps to Peace with God, put it in my pocket. It was a little instrument to use to share testimony. 
and go through the you know the the gospel and I went out to the farm and here my dad was sitting in at the table and I just talked to him general visit about you know how you doing dad and how's everything going and I stood there in the doorway and I said to him dad you know the real meaning behind my visit today the real reason I'm here is that I'm supposed to share with you I said, you know, I want you to be in heaven with me someday. And I have a little booklet, and I pulled it out of my pocket. I said, I want to share it with you. And I want you to know Jesus like I know him. And he pulled his chair, this extra chair, up close to him. And then he patted it with his hand. <laughs> like he invited me to come sit down. Yeah. So I did. He was so open, he wanted to go through that book with me. I read it through. He prayed the prayer of accepting Jesus as his Savior. He admitted his sin. You know, he did all that. And he came to accept Christ as his own. And you know, God says that he has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son, Jesus. And whoever has the Son has life, mm -hmm. eternal life, but anyone who doesn't have the Son does not. And it, it said too that you may know that you have eternal life. And God says that we can know. And I think that is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Don't you girls? Yeah. yeah. Well anyway, my dad has since gone to heaven. I know where he's at. I am so secure in believing mm -hmm. that he is in God's presence right at this moment, and he has begun a new life called eternal life. Well, getting back to Tony, the other guy in my life. <laughs> okay. You know, my heart's desire was that he would come to know Jesus too, like I knew him, and make a lifetime commitment to him. And, you know, this is a crazy thing, but God gave me this idea to set all of our radios on Christian radio. And so I turned our bedroom one on, Christian radio. I went to his truck. I turned his truck <laughs> on to Christian radio. The car. Any time we were listening to radio, it was Christian radio. And Tony started listening to this special um, pastor that was on at a certain time of the day. But anyway, I heard this one day that this minister was coming to Minneapolis and you could buy tickets for a weekend conference. And I told Tony about it. I said, I'll order tickets and how about if we just make a weekend of it? And he agreed to that plan. Okay, so then on Friday, it was a Friday night, Saturday night conference. And on Friday night, the pastor had explained that to become a follower of Jesus, we had to simply just admit that we're sinners, that we've missed the mark and we've fallen short of God's perfect standard. And then by faith, we just needed to believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave for us. And at the end of that Friday night evening session, an invitation was given to anyone who wanted to accept Jesus and place their faith in him. 
And you know, to my surprise, my husband Tony got up from his seat. We were like almost to the top of the arena. But he got up and he walked down. And I was just thanking and praising God for that. And I was crying. I remember tears of joy. And I was thinking, what am I going to tell him when he comes up to mm -hmm. sit down again? Well, he finally came up and sat down. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I've been praying for you for a long time. And his only words were, well, now I know. And he's a man of few words. But I knew he meant business. And you know, I, I know without a doubt that God's promptings and his and the forgiveness that I extended to Dad and Tony must have helped them to understand the love and forgiveness of God. Because God went ahead and he prepared their hearts just at the right time, at the right place mm -hmm. to receive the good news of Jesus. So that's my story about forgiveness. That's amazing. And it's it's super cool to see where you went from in the beginning of thinking, oh, it, it's their problem or it, it's something, you know, God's got to work in their life and fix it. And just how through the power of forgiveness, you were able to forgive them and later they were able to find Christ. It's I don't know, it's amazing. Like, it mm -hmm. brings yeah. chills just to hear that. And I know. How I special know. it is when someone truly does come to Christ. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So I have a few questions I thought of while you were okay. talking. But yeah. one of the things we hear all the time is forgive but don't forget. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like when you forgive someone or when you had to go through this process of forgiveness, you, like, had to forget what they've done? Mm -hmm. Well, in a sense, you have to forget, but you don't forget memories. They're in your mind, but they don't hurt you anymore, mm -hmm. you know? You can think about different moments. Actually, I don't even think about moments anymore. But, you know, back then, I could think about them, but they didn't hurt me anymore. They mm -hmm. couldn't touch me Yeah. because I'd taken care of it with God, you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you don't. You, you can forgive, and you don't always forget everything, but the wound isn't there mm. to fester. Right. And it's it's not there to remind you all the time. No, that makes sense. And then, too, I thought about just how you shared the gospel with your dad, and just knowing you, I know you love to share it with so many people, but Addie and I were just talking the other day, we find it the hardest to share the gospel with the people we're closest with, mm -hmm. you know? So do you have any advice for that sort of thing? You know, I used to think about that too, and I I used to kind of struggle with that. But, you know, as you become a Christian and you grow in your faith, you know, my heart's desire now is that I look at people and I see a soul, mm -hmm. and I want them to be ready to meet Jesus right, too. Right. I want them to be in heaven. So you know, besides all that concern that I used to have, I don't have it anymore. I ask for bravery and courage, and I've shared with my family. I've been laughed at by my family. Mm. Different things that I've decided not to do that aren't Christian, and you know, it's okay. I'm willing to step out and not be concerned about what they think of me. 
because it's not about me. It's sharing Jesus with them, sharing the good news. It's sharing eternal life with them. And if you look at that um, and you put off, when God puts someone on your heart that is a family member, we need to follow through. We need to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And he'll give you the words to say at the right time. Sometimes there's just little uh, open doors. Someone might say one word, and it's like a trigger of it's an opportunity, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Like if they're being negative about something. You know what? God has been so good to me. I mean, you can respond back in such a way that you're sharing the gospel, but you're not preaching to them. Right. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, just pray for pray for your family that needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid. Fear doesn't come from God. That doesn't come from him at all. He says that he will give us power, love, and a sound mind. So that means he'll give us everything, every word we need to share the good news with others, even our loved ones. And you know, wouldn't we want our loved ones more than anyone right, to, right. to know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to be brave. we got to put on the full armor of God. We put the armor on. God, I put the armor on today mm-hmm. from my head, top of my head to my bottoms of my feet. And you just use me today. You know, if my sister's coming over, God, give me the right words to say to her. If you want me to share, open up the door. You know, keep me mindful of what she's saying or whatever so that I can come back with something good Mm -hmm. from you, you know. And many times there's things that I say that God's saying them because I wonder where in the world they come (laughs) from. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And too, I think in light of eternity, when when we view like eternity in mind, that little bit of uncomfortable in this world or maybe pushback from others of, well, I don't agree with you, like truly in the end, like right. what is right. a little bit of persecution here on earth? And yeah. we will have that. Right. We might as well accept that fact because it says in his word that we will be persecuted for our faith when we stand for Christ. And we might as well just accept that. Right. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, God can help us get through that. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, especially as young people, it's so easy to get caught up in the world and what's going on around mm-hmm. you and things like that. It m- makes it hard to, you know, want to be uncomfortable to enough to share the gospel with people and especially mm-hmm. close family, friends, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. like Addie said, our life here is so short and minuscule, but it's so easy to forget that. Yeah. You know? And it's easy to get caught up in the world. I remember, I mean, I I was involved in lots of stuff, you know, in high school. I was in everything, and I got so wrapped up in that. But then I my junior year is when Mm -hmm. that changed you know and um priorities change god changes you from inside out once you come to him little by little step by step Mm -hmm. but when you are aware that you are caught up in the world you can do something about that right you know you can pray for what you need god will give it to you he says if you ask anything in my name i'll give it Mm -hmm. to you 
And the other thing is, if we as Christians don't take a stand, who will? Yeah. Who will? And we can't deny Jesus because he'll deny us then. Mm -hmm. So we have to be firmly planted in our faith, trust in God and, you know, as a young person in the world, you know, and, and you can't always focus on what's going on in the world around us because we have to focus looking straight up and looking towards heaven, you know, looking to Jesus. Focus mm -hmm. on Jesus. Just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Right. The Sunday school answer, you know, mm -hmm. when you don't know the answer and it's Jesus. But truly, like, that is what we were put on this earth to do. Yes. And, yeah, we can so quickly derail when we look to anything other than that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You are right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you girls are so blessed to know this at a young age, mm -hmm. you know, especially with everything that is going around in our world. But Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can look forward to that. And that's the other thing with family, you know, knowing that Jesus is going to be coming back. And we think maybe soon. Mm -hmm. No one knows the date mm -hmm. or the time but Father, the Father God. But knowing that should get us into gear. Right. Mm -hmm. Should give right. us an urgency yes. to share the gospel. Yeah. Yes. That's the conversation me and Ella were having the other day. We came back from... Um, just camp with some young girls and we just had the opportunity to share the gospel multiple times and Thanks I came God. back from that and it was like I feel like I have an urgency of there's people around me that see me every day yet I have not taken the time to share the gospel with them yeah. just kind of lights a fire of like yeah. hey like this mm -hmm. is important and not just important this is the most important thing yeah. so yeah. you know what am I going to do with the gift like I know the truth and like how am I going to share that with others yeah. so right yeah. And knowing that the truth sets us free is an amazing thing, mm -hmm. you know? Knowing Jesus right, and what he's done for us is just the most powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we can be a light right where we're at, where God has put us in such a time as this. I've heard that so often. Mm -hmm. You know, he's put us here for the plan and purpose that he has for us. And so why not? want to live his purpose and plan right you know what i mean but we can be a light in a dark spot just by letting christ shine through us you know even if it's not saying anything the presence of christ in us can can show and share mm -hmm. they'll see something different in you girls right that they'll want yep and then they'll give you the open door mm -hmm. exactly yeah. no thank you so much just for taking the time and um, sharing that message it yeah. truly gave just a good perspective on just the right. power of forgiveness and how much of a gift it is and how um, we really can forgive others even when it is hard because right. Christ forgave us in the first right. place yeah yeah and I don't know about Addy but I just think your faith your testimony it's such an inspiration to me and I know so many other people and you can really see God's light shining through yeah. you and that's, it's just wonderful that's to That's what hear. it's all about. Mm -hmm. It really is. And yeah. I want to give God glory through it. He can just use me. Mm -hmm. And if this is how he wants to use me right now, we'll do it. We'll go. I think it's good for each of us to just examine ourselves. You know, are there people in your life you maybe have held a grudge against? or, You know, and let God just bring those people to mind. 
And as he brings them to your mind, take care of it, you know? If we don't realize what we can stuff down in, it's maybe people that we don't even know did anything to us, but today's a day. No, thank you very much just for taking your time once again. And um, hopefully we can have you on a future episode as well. Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Once again, so thank you very much. And we'll see all of you guys in a future episode. Bye. Been a blessing. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.